Well, good afternoon. I was going to say good morning, but I didn't. I changed it to afternoon. Good afternoon. Or evening. Or whatever you want it to be. Since you probably use correct words. A lot of fun that is. You should try making up your own words. Live an exciting life of confusion for everyone else. <laughs> God. Jim, it's just like I said, Jimmy Jim, like I said, just stop sucking so much. Cause you suck, Jimmy. Alright, we're gonna do a little bit of story time for this Sunday Delight. Gonna go back into the, to, uh, to, to the past, talk about... Totally not me. Def definitely not me that I'm about to talk. Just a kid. Right? Okay, now that you're all agreeing with me, here we go. Once upon a time, there was a little chubby boy gripping his mom's hand like all fate of life would crumble if he let go. He squeezed as tight as his pudgy little fingers would allow him to squeeze. And as long as the anchor was there, he could survive and maybe even enjoy the event. Which happened to be a company fair. Which is full of a shit ton of people. And it is his living nightmare. Noises left and right all over the place. Hundreds of people swarming all the areas and screaming and shouting and bumping into everyone. And no one understands private space. There's no bubbles in that kind of situation. But it's a fair. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone. Fairs are meant to be fun. They're meant to attract attention and be interesting and keep you bouncing around and there for hours and spending all of your money. I'm assuming you would pay at fairs for, for company, like parties. I've actually not been to one where my memory is good enough to remember. I've always been too young. All right. Anyway, back to the story. So this little kid is in a war zone, essentially. Dodging all these mines of awkward situations. He's hiding in, around, and out, above, and down, and through anything that he can hide his little face from so that no one ever makes eye contact. He's probably hid behind his mom's legs like so many times. It's ridiculous. Like a koala bear. No one even knows he's there half the time. He's that good. He does not want to talk to people. He does not want to experience the peoples. But he's a little kid. He's a little chubby old kid. You know, he's got a bunch of fat rolls. He's like a Michelin munchkin, if you will. 
and how a little Michelin Munchkin could not help but be enthralled by some of the stuff at the fair. Because like I said, that's what they're made for. They're made for good times. So the kid... Oh, the kid got trapped into it. There's an internal struggle, the battle between wanting to go out and having a good time, enjoying all of the lights and noises and games and laughter and cotton candy and peanuts and popcorn and Sprite and all that other stuff. And out of all the sodas I could have picked, it's weird that I chose Sprite because I really don't drink Sprite that much. In fact, I don't really drink soda that very much. But I think as a little kid, Michelin Munchkin probably enjoyed a beverage or two of soda. And in this situation, that's true. But how is he going to enjoy all this if he can't let go of his mom's hands? And he doesn't want to talk to people. It's a struggle. It's a battle. What are you going to do? Some time passes. Michelin Munchkin boy. He gets the chance to enjoy some of the games with the help of his mother. And the lucky situations where the crowd dwindles down around a particular ride. Or toss the ball into the basket or whatever the shit kind of games they have there. And so he got to enjoy some of it. But there's one thing. That keeps pulling his attention. And it has yet to really grab it enough to say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm ready. But after several hours, it was hard to ignore. And as they made their way through the fair, they ended up at a giant sand pit. And there's a decent amount of crowd of people hanging around. But then he realizes that it's just not an average sandpit. Like, he thought that's what it was. Like, maybe he can just go play in the sand. But no. This sandpit is a magic sandpit. It's full of toys and prizes. Right? It's the best sandpit ever. That's like going to a public sandbox and just, like, stumbling across forgotten toys and stuff which is usually super exciting until you stumble across like a dirty diaper or like a super crusty turd <laughs> just builds up your immunity there it's a different kind of treasure <laughs> it's definitely buried <laughs> but that was not the case in this one these are like legitimate toys and they're piled together and it was a big big mound and so they go and the boy's mother realizes that he's excited and he wants to go in and he wants to see what he can scavenge. He's enthralled by this this game. So as they get closer, they realize it's kids only. And all of the parents are standing on the sidelines. And all of the kids are inside the sandbox for a specific amount of time. And they're hunting. And the people are cheering them on. The kids are getting daring and they're seeing things pop up and they're rushing to specific spots. Guys, I'm not joking. This is a big ass sand pit. Like, it's a big. There's enough to play like King of the Hill decently. Granted, that's not the point of the game, but I'm just giving you a reference of size. As they get closer and closer, the kids get, like Michelle Munchkin boy, gets more and more nervous. Because he's got to go up in front of all of these people next to a whole bunch of other vicious, 
aggressive treasure hunting pirate kids. And he's got to be able to go find some things. What if he doesn't find anything? Could be the only idiot out there not to find a single toy in the massive sandpit of toys. Or what if he does find a toy, but some kid like pushes him over and takes it? What are you going to do in that situation, right? What if the kid's mom is embarrassed that he can't stand up for himself or find any toys? You know, what, what if all of these things happen? What if everyone points and laughs at him with all of his chunky little rolls and his sausage fingers trying to go through sand and he doesn't like the sand on his hands, maybe? And he definitely doesn't, let's be honest. Needless to say, the kid gets up there, the time limit starts, and he starts hunting. But not for long. Oh boy, no, it just <laughs> accumulates so much. He just gets smacked in the head with this <laughs> sense of fear and anxiety. The motherfucker runs out of the sand pit crying. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the situations that made him nervous to go digging for toys in a sand pit, the one thing he ends up doing is probably the worst outcome possible. Crying and running out of the sand pit without any toys in front of everyone. So they're <laughs> already staring at him like, oh my god. He couldn't find anything. He gave up within like fucking two minutes. He broke down. He couldn't handle it. Needless to say, the Michelin Munchkin boy did get a toy. I believe it was a squeaky shark. Kind of like the Toy Story shark, I think. I'm not exactly sure. Because, you know, plot twist. I'm going to really throw a curveball here, everybody. Michelin Munchkin boy was me. Now, I was a little fat kid, and yes, I did all those things that we were talking about. It was also a long time ago, so I might have elaborated just a little bit, but that's beside the point. What I'm trying to say is, being afraid to do stuff, even when you really want to do stuff, it's fucking stupid. It is. It's just downright idiotic. I look back to that moment all the time. Literally, like, every day I wake up, and I'm just like, oh, you poor fat little kid. You should have just gone in there and dug for gold. You should have just fought your way to the top, got all the toys, and walked out victorious, and stared down any other little kid that even fucking thought about coming near you. Like, I swear, you try and take my toys. I dare you, I'm gonna shove this inflatable squeaky shark down your throat so fast, and you will never get to enjoy another Pop-Tart. But I didn't. I didn't do it. I very distinctly remember breaking down and crying and not being able to handle such situation. The social anxiety was overwhelming. And as I grow, I see the same situation happen in different contexts. Obviously, I haven't seen a giant sand pit with toys full of it lately, but holy shit, if I did, you best guarantee I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be digging for treasure. 
right? Instead of snot rockets from digging for real treasure. But it's something to think about. How many times in your life do you want to do something but you get nervous? Whether you're not going to be good at it or the people that are good at it are going to laugh at you or make fun of you or not like help at all. Um, just to toss out a random situation, let's talk about yoga. I feel like a lot of people can benefit from doing yoga. Literally all of us could. Stretching your body is super good for your health and the meditative and practice of holding a position that you don't think you can hold gives you a certain sense of confidence and determination to get through things that are struggling and hard. But I feel like the gym and yoga are big things that people don't do because they're taking in so much like social anxiety for that specific situation. Like they don't think they're going to be able to handle it from what other people are going to react to them failing as a newbie. It's never like that. Or maybe specific gyms might have like meatheads that are dickwads. But for the most part, it's usually open. Like the goal is not to embarrass yourself. Everyone's there to grow and be better and have a good time and be a better person. So don't let your fear hold you back from doing what you want to do. The only thing standing in your way is you. Wholeheartedly, like all the fucking time. Even if someone does, like, suppose you are in yoga and you fall over and someone giggles. And guess what? In two minutes, person's not even thinking about it anymore. Because they're probably in a position that fucking hurts and they just want to get out of it. Just like you. We're all together. And you mean to tell me if you're in a yoga class and you see someone fart or toot or fall over, you're not going to giggle too? Of course you are. Because it's a community thing. We're all together. We're all fucking up together, trying to figure it out. Yeah, we all get embarrassed, but we also just don't care. At the end of the day, you're going to be happier that you pushed yourself to do something that you've always wanted to do, and you will feel so much better that you ignored the fear that held you back for so long. Dramatic pause for emphasis. Emphasis? So that's what I want you to think about this week. As you go in, is there something that you want to do or you've always wanted to do or try, but you just haven't had the courage to push through the fear that holds you back? Because I guarantee you, the fear is probably completely asinine. It holds absolutely no weight outside of your own imagination. You can improve your life by ignoring it. Ignore the fear. Fuck it. Hate it. Get it out of your life. And go live and have fun. Or don't. But fuck, that sounds sad. Sad, sad little sad person. <laughs> Alright, that's it. I'm out. Seriously, I hope you guys and girls and whatever you want to call yourself have a great week ahead of you. You know where you can find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook's Baitcat Studio, Twitter, Baitcat Studio 1. Our website is baitcatstudio.com. You can type in, like I said, and there's a specific page on it. And all the good stuff. I hope you enjoy the Sunday delight. And I hope you have a great fucking week. Don't let fear control you.
Goodbye.